A lot of us for a long time dreamt of becoming mothers. We dreamt that we would become this amazing career woman, marry our soulmate, and then we would become this glowing mother, and it would all fit the narrative. But we all know that what we envisioned and what actually happens is sometimes slightly different, and we're not mad about it. Today, we are joined by on-air radio personality and new mommy, Evelyn Sikairos, for an open conversation about how we struggle to adapt and accept our new mommy identity. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. So welcome to Motherish Moments. Today we have a guest, a true West Coast gal who will be joining us in a few seconds for this open discussion about accepting the new moms that we have become versus the moms that we thought we were going to be. You know, it's my favorite topic. I know. But why don't we start with our Motherish Moment of the Week? I don't know, Pamela. All I'm thinking about is Victoria's birthday party, how she's going to be three. You posted a very emotional reel this week, which I had seen. I guess it's like a challenge or popular reel that's going on right now. It's a trend. It's a trend. Oh, that's what it's called. Um, (laughs) Where it tells you the first four years of your child's life goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I saw this reel because like, you know how Instagram kind of like knows the kind of content that you engage with. And so it will show you more of that stuff. So when I log into the motherish account, the entire explore feed is like mom stuff. So I saw this and I like, I literally watched the video and I was like, oh, oh, okay, okay, I know. So I was like, oh, let me do it, you know? So I did it. There was like this really easy feature that allowed me to do it, but I'm not going to push the Instagram product right now. But it was really like cute because it talks about how like those first four years are so fast, but they're also so special. And like, I feel like I'm in the middle of it now, but like there's so many moments where I remember being like, I can't wait till she's not using diapers anymore. I can't wait until she's not waking up in the middle of the night anymore. And like now that I'm on, let's say the second half of those first four years or starting to be on the other side of it, I'm just like, no, stop, (laughs) stay, hug me, don't leave. Like, you know, you see them growing up. You see Victoria doing really crazy dance moves and like talking to me, pointing her finger. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting teary. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was like a... It was cute. I'll share the reel on the motherish account. So your moment She's was, actually crying, you, know, you guys. I know. <laughs> I can't because, I mean, I'm not sure if Ford's going to be my last baby or not. But same. if you don't know if they're going to be your last baby or not, then I guess every moment becomes extra special. And you just kind of like just hold it on. It's like holding on to sand. And it's but just like slipping. But they are our first babies. And that is special. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my motherish moment of the week. All these days, he's been dying. So his top drawer is his pajama drawers. And every time I open it to take anything out, he sees a pajama and he wants to wear a pajama to school. I've talked about this before. Where some mornings I just give in and I allow him to go in pajama, at least a pajama top to school. So this week was spirit week. And every day there was a different theme. So it was crazy hair day, it was crazy hat day, superhero day, green day, and Friday was pajama day. And I was so excited for pajama day just because she was You're like, I got this. I got this. She's <laughs> gonna be so happy because he's such an expressive 
baby, I love his expressions. Like he's like, whoa, and when he doesn't like something now, and he's just like, it's fun to watch him. So I actually bought him a specific pajama because he loves now fire trucks too. Mm-hmm. I bought him a fire truck pajama, little shorts, short sleeve, because you know he's gonna be playing around with it all day. He was gonna be hot, so I'm keeping it there. Finally, this morning comes around, he wakes up extra early. I'm like, bebe, mira esta pajama, and he's like, no. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, every day you want to wear a pajama. But today, that's that pajama day. day. You don't want to wear it. So he just wanted to wear the diaper. Diaper kept taking off the shirt. He was like crying, fighting. Eventually, he gave in and he wore pajamas to pajama day. My moment, I think, is also he's just in such a fun stage because his personality is so funny and unpredictable sometimes. This morning, he found a lollipop, right? That I usually hide. Like, in case of emergency, I always have one. I never give him lollipop, but whenever he does like a tantrum or something, or we're at the doctor, whatever, it kind of like break the glass and, you know, it's there. He found it. He wanted it. So I let him have it because he woke up extra early. It was like six in the morning. I was like, fine, have the lollipop. And then I wanted to record him because he looks so cute. And like so big like sitting on the floor and he was just like with his diaper and now his new thing is like no do not record me and now he gets his arm and he covers his face like if i can't see him like he's invisible <laughs> it's like i'm hiding yes and i'm like forward i can see you he doesn't even answer he just freezes freezes and he hides behind his little arm it's like the cutest thing ever uh, but yeah, that was my moment this morning. And now we're going to ask Evelyn to share her motherish moment of the week. Evelyn's crying already too. <laughs> I seriously am crying. I'm trying to, it's my first baby. I'm not sure if he's also going to be my only child. So he's eight months now. And I'm just thinking of how fast every day I see, I feel like I have a new baby at home. You know, he he's learning yeah, first new things. A lot. things. Oh my gosh, I'm really like, tears are coming down. My motherish moment of the week, I think, This is like the second month that I go back to work and I leave him, you know, in the morning. And then when I come home, even yesterday, I get home and just his smile when he sees me or the way he giggles and he's just, he wants me to hold him. I think that is the best feeling in the world. So I think I'm still getting that now. I don't know how, what age they're kind of whatever about it. Yeah, you got plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. That is my motherish moment. Love it. That's the best. Oh my gosh, I'm seriously still crying, guys. So let me formally introduce Evelyn. She was born and raised in LA. Bilingual, bicultural, a first-generation Mexican-American who proudly embraces her culture and inspires others to do the same. For over eight years, she has been winning over Angelinos through the airways as an on-air radio personality at Euphoria. And in July 2021, she officially joined the Mommy Club as she welcomed her baby boy, Carlos Angel. Do you call him Carlos Angel, Carlos Angels? Do you have a nickname for your baby? That is a whole topic, right? Because my mom is like, no, si se llama Carlos Angel, we're going to say Carlos Angel. <laughs> so she'll be like, Carlos Angel. And then everyone starts kind of mimicking my mom now when they see him. And he'll turn his head. Like, he'll turn like, yes, I'm Carlos Angel. But my husband, he's a junior. So they call my husband CJ for Carlos Jones. So he wants to call a baby, baby CJ. So he'll be like, baby CJ. And I'm like, he's going to have an identity crisis, you know? <laughs> so I call him Carlos. So I'm in the middle. I love that name. When I gifted um, Evelyn, you know, that onesie that I love with the baby name on the side. So when I ordered, I called my friend uh, Cynthia. I'm like, oh, I have a gift for baby boys, Carlos Angel. She's like, oh, I love that. It's like such a powerful name. De Galán de Novelas. And that's the thing that my husband wanted to name him some name that would match an athlete in the future. 
<laughs> and I was no like, pressure. no, let's compromise. Let's just make him a junior. It's fine. He can have your name and we'll call it even, you know. Oh but God. the names that he wanted were like to sound like a superstar, you know, when Wait, he plays for the Dodgers. What's an example? Can you yeah, share what's an a example? Yeah, name. I don't even know what it, that is. He wanted him to be called Trey, Trey Jones. <laughs> because to him, it just sounds like he's going to be the yeah, best. Yeah, I, w- I would draft the Trey Jones. Trey Jones sounds yes. like really popular yeah. at school. First like, pick. yeah. That's funny. And for him, it was Trey because the grandfather's name is Carlos. He's named Carlos and then the baby. So he would be the third. So to him, it was Trey, like three. Oh. Yeah. Well, let's not get started with names. I'm so like (laughs) processing (laughs) forward. But talking about identity, and I know when I texted you and I was like, hey, Evelyn, can you join us in this conversation? We're like, what are some of the things that you struggle with? And the first thing that you mentioned was this new mommy identity. Like, what did you envision and what is it like right now? Well, I dreamed of this moment, right? I actually thought maybe I'm not going to be a mom anymore. Maybe it's not going to happen for me. And when it finally did, I thought I was ready. I've lived my life. I've enjoyed. I've gone out. I've traveled. You know, I've done my wild things. Now it's all about baby. And so when the baby's born, I really didn't think postpartum was going to affect me. I thought, you know, there's a certain percentage of people that get it, but I got really bad anxiety for the first few months. Actually, I think I've been okay maybe for the last two months, but I would just start crying and over fears, right? And my fear was, and I'm going to cry again, but my biggest fear since he was born is I would look at him and I'll be like, what if I die? What if something happens to me? Who's going to love the baby as much as I do? Like, no one's going to care for him. Like, I would just be like, please, God, just give me a long life. Give me health so that I can, you know, watch him grow and guide him and all that. And so before I was fearless, careless. It was just me. I would pick up and go. And once the baby arrived, I didn't want to leave his side. I, you know, it's just changed me completely. And fears that I never had, you know, started kicking in. To this day, I'm driving and I'm like, okay, before I would drive like a maniac, I didn't care. Now it's like, okay, no, I have somebody, you know, that's waiting for me at home. I'll kind of be very cautious. Even going to the supermarket with all these things going on in the world, I'm very like, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't take my purse with me. Maybe, you know, I should just go in with my ATM card. Just, I think of all the bad things that can happen to me and I try to avoid them. But I think little by little, I'm kind of getting over that stage. But definitely, I thought I was going to be a mom that was like, okay, abuela, here's a baby for the weekend, you know, I'm out, we're going to go out traveling. I thought I was going to be okay with leaving him and, and other people taking care of him. And I'm really having a hard time, even with family. I'm like, but what if he misses me? But what if this? But what if he cries and nobody knows what he really likes but me? And I'm not trying to be that controlling parent. I never thought I would be that parent, but I guess you just love a little human so much and you know, it's your responsibility. And I never imagined. I, I always say now- it is so hard to predict the type of mom someone's going to become. Cause I always say this, I've had friends who were very, you know, carefree. They live life, you know, on the edge. And then when they became a mom, it was the other extreme. And then I also had moms that were also very cautious, very like, 
you know, they were planners. And then once it became a mom, they were so laid back. So you just, you never know. It has to be a combination, I think, of obviously the hormones. It's always the hormones. But also, I think just the stage in life that you're in, I think also has a big toll as to like what type of mom you are. Like maybe the process of how you became a mom also, I think, plays a role in it. It always surprises me. I hear you, Evelyn, and I I hear me. I totally connect. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just that I know exactly. I know exactly where you're at. I think it's Karen season one of Motherish 100%. And there's a couple things that I want to tell you because you used a couple of words that were like, I don't want to be this controlling mom. I didn't think that I would be like, there's the way you're expressing it is is almost as if like, I feel that you think that it's fine. This is like not a good look. So I'm going to get over this and I'm going to be fine. My personal journey has been much more about at some point, And it was much closer to Victoria being like one, one and a half, where instead of trying to like work hard to get over this, I shifted into a focus of embracing it. And just saying, like, how can I embrace this new identity that I have and love the kind of mom that I am, love the kind of way that I want to be with my child and also work on discovering the traits of the old me in the new me. And I think that's also a beautiful way to kind of like approach it. It's hard, though. It's a pivot right now. Like I'm like in a really good place. I feel good about a lot of things. There's definitely things I don't feel good about. But also five days ago, I was like crying all day. There's ups and downs. There's moments that are going to shake you. There's moments that are a little bit easier. And it's just like this constant salad. It's crazy the observation you make because I feel like especially the first year of your child's life, you do feel like people are, even if you don't say it out loud, like you're being judged. So you always find yourself justifying a lot of things. I mean, like, yeah. And I, I was in that same position too, where you kind of like, oh no, like, I don't know, even with small things like the breastfeeding or the thing or like, you know, having to go back to work. Oh, no, but I'm, I'm okay with him saying, you know, I'll be fine. You know, he's going to see a working mom. But it's very hard to be comfortable in your own skin when you're doing certain things that you didn't think you were going to be doing or reacting to things the way that you're reacting and when you didn't envision yourself being in that way. But it does take time. I think eventually you do become more aware of it and you become okay. And like you mentioned, sharing it on social media Sometimes I want to share because I feel there's so many women that are going to... And when I do, so many women mm-hmm. like reach out to me and say, that's how I'm feeling. But then I have like the generation of like my tias and my mom that also follow me. And usually the comments that I get, I feel like I'm complaining to them, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the way it sounds yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, I had six and I was perfectly fine. Right. I had zero help. You guys have everything now, all this technology. Like you guys complain about one kid. So then you're kind of like, okay, maybe I didn't yeah. say anything to avoid those comments because then you feel like you're emotions, I mean, they're minimized, you know, what you're feeling, it's kind of like insignificant to them. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'll just keep quiet, keep talking to my therapist instead. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, it was like a different time, but they also didn't have social media, which I think is a really, really like pivotal factor in impacting how we feel, right? Because like maybe you can wake up, you're having a good morning and like you're in a good flow with your son and everything's working right. And then, you know, you go on Instagram for five minutes and something somehow subliminally like triggers triggers you. You put your phone down and you're like, okay, I'm going to just go on. But it's like there, you know, for the rest of the day. And it's that that's tricky. And it's not even complaining. I think something you just want to ask a question or vent or just, you know, be in a safe space where you could just like 
talk about simple little things that just accumulate. And if you keep keeping everything inside and inside, it's just like kind of blows up eventually. Yeah. That's why listening to like your podcast, it even helped me so much when I was pregnant. I think you guys launched it when I was pregnant. And one of your first episodes was like the items that you guys both thought were really <laughs> essential. Yeah. After that, I was like, okay, Pamela is going through this. And Pamela, thank you so much. You really helped me so much through the first few months. I mean, I would text you and you would like, you know, write me back. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> because that's exactly what new mothers need. You know, so I'm now trying to kind of pay it forward and be that But I also don't want to be the annoying one that's like, oh, when you have a baby, this is what's going to happen, you know? But if people want to vent to me, I'm like, I'm here for you, whatever you're going through. Even with the postpartum situation that I was going through, I have a few friends that are pregnant now. And I don't want to tell them like, hey, you might get postpartum depression or anxiety because they're living like this beautiful moment. So I'm just kind of like, okay, you might eventually go through certain things just know that i'm here for you whatever you need um because you also don't want to be that bubble burster for people that haven't experienced or maybe they're not going to experience yeah i think there's no way to like even be the bubble burster because like i think first time pregnant moms like we have some sort of filter Like, I think there's like a filter that doesn't allow these because like there's moments where people are like, well, I told you that. And I was like, I don't recall. Um, It's so true. Yeah, I don't recall. But what I have found, especially when I have like other friends or someone that I know that's pregnant, is like as soon as that baby's born, I'm like, hey, hi, are you okay? That's actually like you and I, you were pregnant. Was it? And I DM'd you and I was like, hey, you know. You're a little creeper getting uh, in my DM. I slid into her DMs and I was like, I'm here just in case. But it's case, funny because I think whatever. you're right. I think at that point, I had no idea. Like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, thank you so much. You don't yeah. realize how much you're going to need the support and the community until you're going through that. Evelyn, what are you enjoying the most right now? I am enjoying just playing with him, you know, just watching him. I can now like kind of hold him and he'll he'll his legs are pretty like stiff now so I'm like maybe he'll walk month 10 you know within the next two months he's a joy it's just as tired as I am and he still wakes up at night I enjoy those moments now even this morning Pam was asking me right now what is it coast 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 sleeping yeah yeah because you're like oh his head was right behind me I don't know and I'm like are you co-sleeping with your son (laughs) yes and that's another thing that I put him in the crib but he's still waking up at night to you know have a bottle so what I do is I give him the bottle and then I just put him in bed next to me I mean he has his own little space going and when he wakes up in the morning he wakes up sometimes before me and, and he's like just looking at me with his little head <laughs> and that is one of the most incredible That's feelings in the world and just after that even if I'm tired I'll just start laughing or I'll just start you know playing with him kissing him and I'm just enjoying those little moments because he still doesn't talk he just goes I'm just enjoying everything even his smell I'm enjoying oh good he still smells good so that goes away (laughs) (laughs) we've had a few radio honor personalities and I'm always so curious because especially the first year or the first months when you go back to work most people they'll go back to work and they kind of like it's okay if you like are not in the mood or you're a little tired but you guys have to be on like when you're the mic turns on this energetic like high energy in the good mood everything's great I mean that's your job yeah is it hard to to turn on in that way now that you're a mom and that you 
don't sleep a full night? At first, it was really hard. Like, I think the first few weeks, I was like, man, like, I don't think I'm ready for this. And now it's my therapy. The moment I walk into that studio and I close the door, I'm just on. Like, it's the moment for me to laugh, to answer phone calls, to talk about different things, to joke around with the audience. So it's actually helping me. Yes, there's days when I'm tired, but I'm very honest. I'll be like, anoche no dormí y no vengo de buenas, así que aguante <laughs> You know, people kind of, they can relate to that because most people are parents, you know? And, and they'll kind of be like, all right, she's in a bad mood because of that. I get it. It's actually helping me also get back my identity because I was kind of like, well, what do I like now? What music do I really enjoy? That's <laughs> crazy, right? And now... Yeah, going back to work, I'm like, okay, yes, this is me. Like, this is my time to kind of, you know, brush my hair here and there and still get nice little comments on Instagram, you know, like, oh, you look pretty. I'm like, all right. I that. <laughs> That's that. so good. That's it's funny. Really you, Karen also posted, share something on, on the Mother's account about you're never going to go back to who you were before mom. And that's okay. It's a brand new version. So it's not like, I don't feel like I'm a whole new person. I feel like it's just like a... Like an upgrade, mm -hmm. right? But there is something of you from before that's in you, but it's definitely never going to be just who you were before. For sure. I mean, I feel like there's the structure of the old you and like the core foundation of who you are, what's important to you. All of that stuff is like still there, but there's just new dimensions. There's new dimensions. And priorities. Too. Yeah. And I think it's also like, ever-changing, right? I feel like almost every year of your child's life is a slight modification on you too. The person I am, Victoria's life year one is different than year two. And as we're going into year three, also I, different. I do feel like there's a sense of a, a misconception about like, taking pride or like wanting to go back like I didn't I hate lose that myself I'm so, you know what I mean like don't you feel like there's a little bit of pressure in terms of like having to like say that oh I didn't lose my identity like I'm so you know I don't know I'm not down for that but that's just yeah I'm, I'm not I think I'm it's just better to send the message like hey you're never going to be who you were before and that's okay it doesn't mean that you completely lost who you were before but it's definitely a different I'm probably better version of who you are now that you're it alive. is like you're reborn again I feel in yeah. a way, yes, the birth of a mother. Like, like Karen said, that are there, but you're really born again. I can't just pick up and go, you know, I can't do that anymore. So I kind of have limits on certain things for now, too. A lot of people say, oh, wait till he's a certain age, you're going to feel more comfortable with it. So I'm kind of like, okay, I'm just going to ride the wave for, you know, I mean, he's still eight months old. I just it's went through the whole postpartum anxiety <laughs> So I'm kind of looking forward to me feeling more comfortable with saying, okay, mom, you know, my husband and I are going to take a weekend trip. Like I look forward to those moments where I can actually have a drink without thinking, oh no, because I have to go back home and I have to be completely sober because if he wakes up, you know, I have to be okay. I still can't go out and have more than two drinks. Because it's the next day, right? People are like, oh, but you have a babysitter. I go, yeah, she's... Now it's easy. He's sleeping now. It's the next day when you're like, why did I have uh, that yeah. fifth glass of wine? Like, why? You I'm know? not there yet. <laughs> I'm not there yet, for sure. So it's good to know. See, and that's why I love listening were to you guys. Were you able, like, Evelyn, were you able to talk to your mom about the anxiety? Were you able to explain to her what you were going through? Was she receptive to it? Because I feel like culturally, I feel like sometimes, not that my mom is dismissive, but... Again, the same thing mentality. Like, oh, you have other help, you have this, you know, like they kind of tend to not in a ill-intentioned way, but they do sometimes tend to minimize, you know, how you're feeling. She lives in Mexico. So she was here for the first two months 
And I would I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna take a shower. And I would sob in the shower. Like I would just cry. And I would have swollen eyes. She'd be like, get the this. And one day I was just like, oh. she's holding the baby. I'm like, oh. me siento así, tengo miedo de esto. La noche no puedo dormir. I can't sleep at night thinking all these thoughts. And, you know, and I was already doing therapy because my first visit to my doctor, I told her, and she was like, okay, I can put you on meds or you can go through therapy. I'm like, please, therapy. So that helped me a lot. But my mom telling her really helped me, but I was a little scared of telling her because I didn't want her to feel bad or to be like just watching me to make sure for her to think I had different types of thoughts, which can happen, you know? So I told her I was honest with her and I'm like, how come you guys never felt that? And it was one day that my tia was here too. And I got out of the shower and that was my moment to kind of just release. And my eyes were just like super like red and you know, you could tell. And my tia was looking at me and I told my tia like, how come you guys never talked about this? Did you guys feel this? And my mom was like, nosotras también sentíamos eso. She's like, pero I wouldn't even tell my own sisters what I was feeling because I thought it was normal. And I started crying even more to think that they had to go through these feelings alone because their husband, it was a whole different generation, you know? My dad wasn't gonna understand what post, we didn't even really have an idea what postpartum meant. And for my mom to not have, I mean, to be able to tell her own sisters that they spend so much time together thinking I'm gonna be judged, this is a normal feeling, made me so sad to think they went through it alone. And my tia said, pues si, yo también sentía eso, but I thought it was normal, you know? And um, it just broke my heart. And I thought of all these women that keep it to themselves. So after that, I said, I'm, whoever asks me, I'm gonna be totally honest with it because people need to know there's ways to kind of cope with it and you can keep it to yourself. No. So I did, I'm pretty open about it with my family. That's really good. I think I was trying to keep the, especially with my mom, like everything's fine, I'm fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. And it was my mom one day that came to my house and she said, Juan, you're in charge of the baby. Karen, tú vienes conmigo. And I was like, what did I do? She's like, you're too tired. You're not okay. Come with me. And she took care of me, you know, she, she but, but it's because they know and because they've been through this. And she's like, she always says this, which I thought was a very interesting perspective because a lot of times, first time grandmas will be like, oh, the second I saw my grandchild, I felt all of these emotions and blah, blah, blah. My mom goes, I walked into the hospital room and I was looking at my baby. She's like, that was my concern. Victoria, great. Glad she's here. Cute. We'll get to know each other. She's like, but I knew what chapter had just started for you. And I knew how dark it could get. And so I wanted to just make sure that you were okay. And like, that's been the common theme this whole time. And um, and actually, like I mentioned, like just a few days ago, she was like, oh, are you going to go to Trader Joe's? And I was like, yes, yeah, I need to go to Trader Joe's and blah, 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 whatever. And so I like, we get in the car together and it was like, we literally turned out of my house and she goes, okay, got in, get the pasta. And I was like, really? You're going to do this right now? But she's like, you're not okay. She's like, I see you. I know you. What's going on? And I, I was like, well, no, like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And like 20 minutes later, I'm like, <laughs> and she's like, 
Okay, it's a heavy load. It's a lot. It's really hard to be a working mom in the style. I mean, there's different approaches. The same way everybody has a different approach to self-care. Everybody has a different approach to all kinds of things. Like, there's parts of me that are still... Although I like to be a feminist in many ways, there are parts of me that are very traditional. I'm like, it's wild that like, I'm oftentimes impressed by myself, but also, you know, that new thing that they're saying a lot, like, this is not a flex. Like, I'm working. I have a very like important job that is big. And also I'm like cooking our lunch and our dinner and our breakfast in between Zoom calls. And there's always groceries in the fridge and there's always milk for Victoria and her shoes always fit her. It's like all of these things that... Sometimes I would look at my husband, I'm like, how do you think this happens? Like, do you think this is like, there's like an elf that's like, you know, but every now and then the cup gets overloaded and that's where mom... You are very, very lucky to have a mom that is so perceptive, right? Like, yes. So oh, 100%. attentive and mm-hmm. kind of aware of it. Yeah. Because I always say most moms, you don't know, have the best intentions. You're just yeah. not connected or they're just not aware and yeah. they just you know, go by and sometimes they tell you, well, I wish you would have told me you needed some help. I had no idea. Yeah. But you want them to kind of figure it out. Like, read yeah, me, yeah, you yeah. know, but you are very blessed and yeah. you're very lucky that but you But then I'm like, mom. mom, but let me help you with stuff. She's like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. Because like, I want to take care of her. She's like, you get out of here. You can't do this right now. I'm like, okay. So to end things off, Evelyn, how will you describe Evelyn as a mom? And what's the best advice that you want to share that either you got or that you never got that you wish you would have gotten? You know, I think I'm very loving. Growing up, I got a lot of love, but growing up like in a Mexican family, sometimes they don't say it, right? I didn't say I love you to my parents. So I was like in college and I was like through a message, okay, los amo. And then you get back the, oh, te amamos también, hija. So until you grow up, you kind of, you're able to kind of express yourself more. So growing up, I never really heard the words. I mean, I knew they loved me, but it wasn't like a man, mi rey. Like it wasn't like like that. So I think now, and it's not because they didn't want to, but because that's how they were raised. Like my yeah. grandmas and grandfathers were very, we say dry sickles. Like they, they yeah. had, they weren't like that. They had like 10 kids. So I think now I'm trying to change Not so dry, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe expressive in a different way. Yeah, physical physical love was your love language, not words of affirmation. (laughs) We don't talk, but... (laughs) Yes. No, but now I think I'm trying to be loving and constantly remind him that I love him. Although he can't say it back, I don't know if he really understands me. He does, he does, of course. And I try to, every morning when I go to work, you know, I I talk to him like, Papi, voy al trabajo, al ratito regreso. I'll be back, okay, le doy su besito. And then when I come home, I'm kind of like, I told you I would come back, I'm here. So I'm kind of trying to make sure that he's confident, he feels safe, and he knows that mom and dad are always here for him. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't have that, like I said, because I know my parents were wonderful and they did the best they could, but there was like no words of affirmation, mm-hmm. you know, constant. So I think that's the type of mom that I am. I just want to be loving. I just want him to be able to talk to me about anything. So even when I'm changing his diaper and he's like, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, si sí, papi, tu platicame lo que quieras, cuéntame todo, yo siempre te voy a escuchar. Like, I always want to listen to you. I always want you to come to me. And I hope that sticks and that, you know, we're able to have a beautiful relationship where he can come to me for anything. And best advice? I think share what you're feeling. A lot of times, like we mentioned, we feel judged or we feel people 
another thing, like the moment you say something, people immediately say, well, a mí me pasó así, hasta yeah. So you're not even able to finish a sentence before somebody, you know, gives you what happened to them. Best advice is stick to your mommy friends because I now have like a really good um, network of moms that I can easily text and, you know, they'll reply and they'll have the best advice. So I think say what you're feeling, don't keep it to yourself. If you don't feel comfortable with other people, find a therapist. There's so many wonderful therapists out there that have so much experience in family things, you know, and, and first time mothers too and postpartum. So don't keep it to yourself. You're not alone. And also, you know, find wonderful women that have children already that you can vent to and share different ideas and, you know, things with. Well, you're doing a wonderful job, Evelyn. Thank you Thank so you. much for being here on Motherish. We loved chatting with you. Thank you. Thank Evelyn. you for the space. Thank you for the invitation. And I look forward to all the other episodes where, you know, I'm a little behind since he's only eight months. You guys are already like in that older <laughs> stage. So I have a lot of cool episodes to listen to. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Bye, Evelyn. Love you. Thank, Thank you. you so much.